0: Hang on, should I, say, hang on, stop. What's wrong? Did you Did you see that I need permission to record? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should flag this now rather than at the end.
1: Did it, what did it do?
0: So when I click record okay. on this computer, it says, ask the host to give you permission to record.
2: And did you click ask host? Or was there no? No, it just says,
0: and then it's just closed. So it's maybe like oh. verbally, so. Please give me permission to call. Cool. <laughs>
2: yes, but I don't know where. See if you can record now. Okay.
1: Oh, and I can't record because I'm using
0: the app. Maybe a good thing. Maybe that's uh to... hmm? channel. I just yeah. I... Yeah? Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm recording. All right. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. I'm recording, okay?
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: Good job,
2: James. Thanks, James. Thanks, guys. All
1: right, here Can we you go. Mute him? Let's, let's try <laughs> that again.
0: <laughs> and go. Six, five, four,
1: three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Let's go. Teach a man not to defend himself but he is the constant victim of brutal attack. I discard my last duty as king.
0: Roger, we'll stop discovery, welcome back. A great ending to the new beginning.
2: Welcome back to How Did It Come To This? Where remembering history reinterprets the news. Sitting in her home on Zoom is a woman who believes the Soviets lost in Afghanistan because there were Russian things. It's Siobhan Doherty. (laughs) Hi
0: guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And in his apartment far enough away that we can't hear him on the mic is a man who knows Rambo would solve every problem. It's James Suckwell.
0: Howdy. He's yelling.
2: I, uh, you know what? Yeah, you I can, can hear I can hear you better than like when you're sitting right next to me. I'm um, sorry. How
0: about this technology? It's pretty good. <laughs>
2: uh, well. And who are you?
0: Well,
2: I'm Daniel Matters. Yep.
0: A man who is knowledgeable AF about af <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. So I really tried to uh, come up with like a a witty sort of uh, Mm, reference mm, between um, like something about the Twin Towers with Lord of the Rings, or Uh, the Two Towers and Lord of the Rings with the Twin Towers, but I couldn't come up with something without sounding quite blib and that's really not the time you want to take. No, (laughs) no, I don't think so. So um, uh, (laughs) I know that was bordering on, um, (laughs) you know, not very appropriate, but I thought I... Towing with the line but not going over it. Sure, uh, look, you know,
2: uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you tried. It, it was, it was. You gave it a good try, and and we're here for it. Um, thanks,
0: thanks.
2: Well, we're we're, we're back, yay, yay.
0: Um,
2: it's it's been it's been a while. Uh, yes. mostly mostly because here in New South Wales, uh, we've had mm. mega lockdown. Um,
1: Huge.
2: Been in my yeah. home for almost twelve weeks now. Um, yeah. And meant I couldn't, we couldn't get to our, our equipment and we couldn't like do lots of things. And it was really difficult. And also Siobhan had a baby.
0: Yay. I had a baby. Yeah. And she doesn't, she doesn't know what the outside world looks like. No. Well, she was like four days old when we went into lockdown. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. She thinks the whole world is this little house.
2: Yeah. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, yeah, the world is so your mum and dad, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um, but that's exciting. Yeah. And so we, we are, we are back we're hoping to be back in a regular way. Um, and yeah. uh, if you, if you didn't see our little uh, post the other day, I did receive some new equipment um, yeah. and I'm very, very excited. Thanks, so um, <laughs> thanks to my wife for allowing us to let me record from home. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I'm very excited. <laughs> All right, yeah, so awesome. <laughs> this week on How Did It Come To This, from emirates to kingdoms, republics, both democratic and otherwise, to Islamic states and foreign invaders, the land of the Afghan has been fought over for centuries. A strategic stronghold bringing Asia, oh, sorry, bridging Asia and the Middle East, uh, pawn in the great game of colonial powers, the battle for the heart of Asia has seen empires rise and fall. Where is Afghanistan. Why is it of such strategic value? How many wars can be fought by foreign powers over a sovereign nation? can Afghanistan ever truly be free? And can Rambo come back and save the Afghani peoples? Ultimately, how did it come to this?
0: Okay. I want to start with a fun fact because there aren't going to be many in this. Oh, what? You ready?
2: Fun Fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. With Siobhan, I had to. Do, I had yeah. to be quick on the on the uptake there. You surprised know, sorry, me with a fun I'm fact. Like, all right, okay, go. So yeah, I've been
0: so excited to do a fun fact. <laughs> so it's about Afghan versus Afghani. All oh,
2: right, yes, okay. I didn't yeah? actually look okay. it up. I just put. It, I just wrote the intro. That's
0: all right. That's okay. So <laughs> fun fact, um, me. Fun fact, to you. Afghan is the noun and the adjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and Afghani is um, a unit of currency. All so, right, so
2: I just called them money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's a whoops. <laughs> sorry, it, sorry, Afghan on.
2: people. I'm sorry.
0: So, the well, the reason I brought it up and I wanted to bring it up early is when this is all on the news, like a few weeks ago, like even very well respected uh, news uh, outlets were saying Afghani, and uh, it's driving me nuts. Sure. So, like, the, just think the Afghan rug cost 500 Afghani, you mm-hmm, know? Mm hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's my fun fact.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a good the, one.
0: It's the only one I've got because the rest of the story is quite sad. So, uh, I don't want to.
2: It's not a, it's not, this. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's this not, one's not a fun topic.
0: Um, really interesting, but yeah, it's yeah, not much room for fun facts.
2: And um, <laughs> we, we thought, because, you know, like, so a lot of stuff obviously happened while we were away. Yeah. But this one was a big one. And also yes. when we were looking into it, like the history of this, this little country is so fraught oh, that yes. uh, we've decided to make two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so James
0: even suggested five. Uh, James I did suggest five. Look, there's probably, probably
2: there's <laughs> probably enough content for five, but we, we're not going to we're not going to do that. <laughs> so we'll go um,
0: all the way back to Alexander the Great. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. You, yeah, this this um this topic is is yeah, it's not a fun one, but uh, it it does have a lot. of... In it, so um, yeah. let's uh, let's get started. I've I've got a news Dying. article here from today, actually. Mm-hmm. So this is from oh the conversation yeah. uh, on mm-hmm. today. This is September thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Titled "Afghanistan shows the U.S. folly of trying to implant democratic institutions abroad." It's a really good article, actually. If you if you're mm-hmm. interested, um, but it's uh, it says. <laughs> The rapid conquest of Kabul in Afghanistan and the triumphant seizure of power by the Taliban uh, triggered shockwaves throughout the world. Since the crumbling of the Afghan government and disintegration of its professionally trained army, a volley of scorching criticisms has been launched at US President Joe Biden's administration for withdrawing American forces from Afghanistan. But the collapse of the Afghan government was likely inevitable. Furthermore, the Taliban takeover in Afghanistan and continuing political instability in Iraq provide painful but valuable lessons for those who insist on implanting democracy in a socio-political environment that's profoundly shaped by inveterate tribal loyalty, kinship, and sectarian affiliation.
0: Yeah,
2: and I, 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 I thought I thought that this article, like that that little intro there kind of sums up a lot of what
0: sums it all up yeah the history is about i do hate that idea of inevitability in history like i say it to the kids all the time Mm -hmm, like nothing mm -hmm. nothing's inevitable like you know there there was uh like a period in time where this could have been different but yep um i think yeah blame definitely has to be placed squarely on the americans for (laughs) for this sure
2: sure um and like you know yeah I, I feel like um that's something that you know and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to do this show in the first place was the the idea mm. of the inevitability of of some things in history well yeah. why, why can't we learn <laughs> why well, can't people it. learn siobhan um, that's it
0: maybe that's the one thing that is inevitable <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> not, maybe not being able to learn from it oh
2: no mm, terrible yeah um yeah. all right so, so-
0: We've divided this up. Yes. So we're going to do this episode is on the history of Afghanistan up to September 11, 2001. Yes. And then episode two will be everything that came after. Yes. So, like, it's going to be hard not to talk about it, like you know, the situation today, like Afghanistan as it is today. For sure. Um, but we do want to save that for the... I'm gonna, it's, I'm, it's, just call me out if I start going into Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely <laughs> like,
2: shush. yeah, it's, it's, it's a, um, like the history that we're going to go through today spans a long, long time and a lot of different things yeah. happen and it's crazy. Like, we, yeah. we're going to leave out so much. So, um, yeah. But, you know, that the period of the last 20 years, too has so much that happened as well that, um, yeah, and it's probably a, a little bit more relevant maybe. I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's kind of why we decided to split it there. Um, yeah.
0: I just, I think like even like people our age, like they, they know probably remember September 11 and they know all about the last 20 years, but nice. like, I, I don't think many of them would be aware of all the like the eighties and the nineties Afghanistan and, and even before. For sure. So, For yeah. sure. And it's Yeah. Bears yep. mentioning. Yep, it does. Yeah.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are going to, we're going to head back uh, and we're going to go back to, I, I've I've put down a date of 1823. That's where yep. I wanted to start. Um, Sounds so, good. Yep. Okay. We're going to go back to 1823 uh, and to take us there. Thank you, Wayne and Garth. No.
0: They're back.
2: They're <laughs> back. Um, and uh, we're going to go back to 1823. And uh, we're going back to what is known as the Emirate of Afghanistan, and this is um, this is the first time that Afghanistan is a a sovereign country, country I guess. Really, yeah. like it's the yeah. first uh, it's the first time that uh, Afghanistan is recognised as a country uh, mm. as we would know it today. Um, yeah, and so yeah, um, it is a. And Emma, I thought I thought I'd just quickly, just for some people, because I know like a lot of people, especially a lot of students that I talk to, they have no idea about this region of the world. Um, no. So <laughs> Afghanistan is a country about the size of France um, and it is in the area between Iran, Pakistan, uh, Tajikistan to the north um, and then it's got China on the east and... Um, and kind of like India is kind of to the, the Southeast, mm. but that border is disputed because it's in Kashmir, which is a whole nother yeah. story. So
0: like, um, yeah, before 1947, it bordered India.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's got this real strategic significance in terms of where it sits in the world. So it sits right on, mm. like, so on its Eastern border, it's got the Himalayas um, and it, it like then leads into China. But then, mm-hmm. on its western borders, it goes straight into the heart of the Middle East, um, mm. and uh, it it sits in this area where, especially like, uh, and but prior to eighteen twenty three, obviously, like a long, long time ago, it was a key point on the Silk Road. Um, yeah. so it's it's always had this real strategic uh, significance, and uh, it um yeah. it forms as as an emirate, uh, and it pretty much. <laughs> Becomes part of colonial um, wars almost straight out of the gate. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's like the gateway between Asia and the Middle East, um, and that whole region is uh, sought after by European colonialists for all of its uh, natural resources. And mm. so, yeah, from the very beginning, yeah, with, um, tension. So what I what I kind
2: of looked at so at the at the beginning of this kind of period uh, in the, in the 1800s, uh, mid 1800s. So uh, England, Britain is, uh, trying to protect its colonial interests around the world. Um, Mm. the the crown jewel of which is India. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: which always fascinatingly enough. All that butter um,
0: chicken.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) fascinatingly enough. I always, I always love the fact that India was not technically ruled by Great Britain, but the, the East India company, um, for a yeah. long period of time, that always fascinates me. But anyway, there. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, in protecting its interests, it actually started to push northwards. Um, mm. And what was happening on the other side of the world was that Russia was pushing south into into a lot of Asian countries. So
0: yeah.
2: um they were kind of in this pincer Down
0: through Mongolia and into China. And yeah. yeah,
2: they're kind of in this in this pincer movement where Russia mm. is trying to gain colonial significance as well um and the way it's doing that is expanding naturally from its borders whereas Mm. britain was expanding sort of like more nave using its navy yeah and that yeah um and so it's so britain was kind of trying to proceed northwards through india um and it wanted to stop russia's advance trying to get to india um Mm. which is kind of where afghanistan comes into the equation they
0: it's, yeah. it's, kind but it's of nice a way. to see a 19th century colonial dispute between England and someone other than France.
2: Sure. But did you, you know, did you know, did, you, did you know, <laughs> I didn't know this before I researched this, but Napoleon, yeah, Napoleon went to yeah. Tsar Paul the first of Russia. Uh-huh. I can't remember the date, but he, he went to Tsar Paul the first of Russia and he, he was like, Hey, let's, um, let's go and invade India. Um, through yeah. Afghanistan.
0: <laughs> you know what? It'd make Britain really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a
2: really good yeah. idea. And Paul's yeah, like, Oh, do it. it doesn't sound like such a great idea. I'm not really sh- like, you know, <laughs> not so sure about it, but then they did it anyway. So, <laughs> so
0: France is involved. <laughs> France is, in France name. is involved. <laughs> good on you, France. Yeah. Well done.
2: Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of back and forth between the Russians and the British, um, yeah. Over a number of years, um, and in fact, so between 1823 and 1839, it's the Emirate of Afghanistan, and then in 1839, the the um, the Anglo-Afghan Wars are going on, and mm-hmm. they have to give up their sovereignty to to England, who who win um, yeah. in Afghanistan and take over most of the country,
0: yeah. and um, win for a couple of reasons, not just like because of their you know, superiority in terms of, like, technology and things like that. But, like, probably a good time to just point out how fractured Afghanistan is as a nation in terms of, like, the ethnicities mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, the tri- the tribal sort of nature of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's difficult for them to unite. Um, obviously, having an enemy like Britain probably makes it easier for them to all come together. But, yeah, it's very tribal. Um, and, like, this is, like, a theme that we see even today um with afghanistan
2: so yeah, yeah. The, and there's so from what i could d- determine there, there's there's sort of seven or eight different real major mm. um yeah. ethnic groups um yeah. in afghanistan i didn't
0: look up how many but
2: um, yeah like the
0: pashtuns are <laughs> the main one yeah
2: the pashtuns like the, and then there's the, just the majority there's just a bunch of like um other tribal places but like there's a lot of um there's a lot of Uzbek and Turkmen mm. people mm. who uh, obviously like shared, you know, shared borders. So yeah. um, a lot of those. Well, it comes
0: back to like the arbitrary board, drawing of yeah, na- which is, national borders. Which is like another
2: another consequence of colonialism. So for those of yeah. those listeners who don't really know what was, what we're talking about there. So a lot of the colonial powers, when they when they start taking over um, other nations for their own interests, they just kind of arbitrarily draw some borders on what they think yeah is, is, is good for them um, strategically Mm. or economically or, um, you know, um, or if they've lost the war to another European power. Um, Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of places in, in Africa and Asia that just kind of divided arbitrarily um, based on those. those Yeah.
0: And with, with very little understanding of like local uh, culture and
2: um,
0: ethnic groups and things like that.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of different, yeah, different nationalities, different ethnic groups, um, different mm. languages spoken mm-hmm. um, in Afghanistan too. So yeah, it is. It is very um, uh,
0: different religions as well. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know if divided the right term, but it's it's definitely it's not a. I think
0: fractured. Yeah, fractured. Like yeah, is, that's probably yeah. a good a
2: good way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so the, the first Anglo Afghan War happens, uh, and and England um, take over for a couple of years, but then there is an inevitable. Oh, there's that word yeah. again. Uh, Afghan ah! victory, um, and the the emirate comes back in
0: 1842. Yeah. Um, so like it's it's easy to defeat them, but it's difficult to hold on to power there.
2: Yeah, like, and this is yeah, something I that, that is, I've
0: again another theme. But yeah, this <laughs> this know, is a thing history. that I that
2: you often hear, and like you know, I've listened to other podcasts on on this before too, and you know, news mm-hmm. articles and whatever, like other journalists talking about this, historians uh, about yeah. the idea that you know. Afghanistan seems easy to walk into, yeah. um, but you can, like, there's, to stay. there's, it's just impossible <laughs> to, to hold on to. Um, yeah. So it, it's going to be. So the,
0: the, the term that they coined was the graveyard of empires. Mm, mm. And um, Joe, Joe Biden actually used that recently in a speech. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, like, the, the podcasts and the research I was doing when. In preparation for this, like it's a very imperialist view mm-hmm. to, to sort of call it that, and so maybe fitting in the 1900s, but kind of disappointing that Joe Biden would refer to Afghanistan that way, like today, because it's it's a very imperialist view sure. of of the country. You know what I mean? And I'm so- I'm
2: sure there are a lot of people who would uh, agree with the notion that america is imperialist <laughs> yeah and that
0: that is disappointing
2: <laughs> very much so um, um yeah so uh, th- look that was the fir- that's the first anglo-afghan war i like i feel like we're already running out of time here because there's another well, two
0: I, yeah. there's another Honestly, two anglo-afghan I Afghan wars um, i didn't research them really so no but what yeah. what
2: essentially what essentially is going on is britain is just they just keep coming back they just keep trying yeah. again and again, um, but the the Emirate of Afghanistan kind of remains um, between 1842 to 1926. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're able to uh, hold on to uh, the the their own country, um, which is yeah. nice, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so a little thing that happened like just before that was World War One, which is an explanation yeah, which is for why... which is why
2: the the British are, uh, yeah um, are more willing to yeah. give up. Yep yep yeah Um, like
0: they lost the third um british afghan war mm -hmm. lost the third one um and and probably yeah because they just were war weary um and and willing to give it up um but yeah so that's sort of around 1919 is kind of when there starts to be um more of a movement against british in afghanistan yeah because they kind of they saw the opportunity
2: well because yeah and prior, prior to the third anglo-afghan war uh to the the russians leave afghanistan as well mm. um mm. primarily because uh <laughs> they there lose to japan uh, it's because they they know they lose to Japan. So in the Russo-Japanese oh, yeah, War of yeah, 1905, War. Yeah. Um, you know things things are definitely not going well for Tsar Nicholas II, um, and he uh, he decides that maybe a peace treaty is probably the best best course of action in Afghanistan. Um, quietly leave, and they quietly leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they'll they'll be back, but. Uh, Uh, not during, Mm -hmm. uh, not Not during Nicholas's lifetime.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. so yeah. So, uh, but after the, the treaty of 1919 between the British and Afghanistan, um, Mm. they, they kind of, they, they're their own thing for a a little while until 1926 when the kingdom of of Afghanistan, uh, is, is formed. Um, and, uh, it, uh. It's a. It's, this this is an interesting one because it goes um, it goes until nineteen seventy three. So it's a long, probably the longest period of time for any of the governments yeah. that we're looking at, uh, mm. actually.
0: On the books, looks like it might be stable. But yeah, but in it's not reality. Not so much. <laughs>
2: not really. Um. So um. The 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 king. Um,
0: Amir Amanullah Khan um,
2: Amanullah Khan. I didn't want to butcher mm. it <laughs> that's
0: all right I, I'll do it for you <laughs> yeah thank
2: you uh and he he was really keen on doing a lot of things that were quite good for Afghanistan I guess uh in in right
0: this is what I was so surprised about and yeah like of all of the periods of time in Afghanistan this looks like you know the the time that I kind of like the most so yeah, sure yeah like, yeah like he um he deposed his father, mm-hmm. um, but he was very sympathetic to the um, the revolutionaries of 1919. So he he deposed his father, but then he himself became king. And he was concerned that Afghanistan was falling behind the rest of the world. Yes, and so starts a program of economic and social reform. Um, and I was actually very interested in his wife, Queen oh. uh, Soraya. Okay. So she... Tell me about her. Uh, she opened schools for girls. Yeah. Um, like, this is sort of where we really start to see um, a focus on women's rights in Afghanistan. Mm. Um, they... Uh, I'm not sure if they get the vote, but, you know, it's certainly, like, political representation is
2: Okay. Best. Yeah, right. I didn't see um, this bit. This is good. Yeah. Like, okay. and she,
0: she... If you, like, Google a picture of her, mm. like, she, she looks like a flapper. Oh, really? <laughs> like, and... Yeah. And, and which, they, oh, that doesn't surprise whole, me because the
2: king was quite enamored yeah, by European By Western things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which yeah.
0: became a problem. But yeah. their whole thing was that we do not have to give up on, um, you know, the teachings of Islam
1: mm-hmm.
0: in order to progress as a society. Like the two things can exist sure. together. Um, so they were very progressive, but that's, that's probably it caused problems.
2: That's probably too. Like if you think about Iran during this point in time too, you know, they're. A they're a very progressive yeah. Islamic society as well at this point in time, yeah. Um, yeah. so that that's okay. That's fascinating. Um, yeah. So very yeah, so he, uh, yeah, I know he was he was yeah, he definitely went on a, on a big. He was very keen on on the idea of modernizing um, Afghanistan mm. and bringing it up to uh, up to speed, especially yeah. uh, especially post World War One. Um, mm. He didn't want to fall behind uh, the rest of the world, especially uh, yeah. especially I suppose looking back on. How uh, the history against the British had gone. He didn't want yeah. to fall into, you know, uh, being, yeah. being being left behind. To, yeah, yeah, vulnerable yeah. to to those types of things again. Mm. Uh,
0: unfortunately, unfortunately, it didn't last.
2: It didn't. No, it didn't last. There's, there was a lot of there was a lot of conservative forces within within Afghanistan yeah. who who didn't like what he was doing, uh, and there were there were quite a few. A,
0: a, Also rural, like it was, uh, so I think he had, he and his wife had to flee the country in like 1933. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that she ended up, she was in Italy when she died in the sixties. Right. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, the conservatives didn't like them because of their very liberal take on, um, you know, Muslim teachings. Yep. Um, But also the, like Afghanistan's a really um, rural agricultural like once you go outside of Kabul and the main cities, it's very rural. Yes, uh, and and they were seen to be kind of elite and classists, and so all of the great things they were doing uh, really benefited the wealthy people in the in city. the cities. Mm, mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, there was a, a big movement against them in the countryside, which is most of Afghanistan.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. Mm. Um, so I know okay. that yeah, I, I um the that would he was deposed by um muhammad nadir uh no sorry mm-hmm. no muhammad zahir shah, zahir shah sorry yeah, yeah, um yeah. which is his son is his cousin uh it says oh. his son here is what i've okay. got Some uh no no because he's no no the cousin the cousin comes at the end so okay so okay. muhammad <laughs> muhammad zahir shah sorry uh he yeah. start he ruled in 1933 and his, his rule lasts for 39 years yeah um and he he essentially starts like so that, that like it's not um his his reign's not as controversial I guess as his dad was mm. uh and and he just kind of keeps the peace for for the thirty nine years um yeah. but then he is overthrown by his cousin Muhammad Dod Khan okay. um, yeah and he's the one yeah. who so uh, he's the one who gets rid of the monarchy
0: yes. Makes um, himself president.
2: Makes himself president and establishes the, yep. the Republican. Republic
0: of Afghanistan. Uh, Republic of Af-
2: Afghanistan. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm. which, uh, happens in 1973, I believe.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a bloodless coup, uh, apparently. So just, yeah, quite easy to just overthrow him. Um, and like one key thing that, um, happens in between that time I think 1947 the creation of India um the British withdrawal from India and the creation of India as a nation state which also means the creation of Pakistan because um I found it really interesting as I was reading like the histories of Pakistan and Afghanistan are like Mm -hmm. intrinsically linked yeah well because the um, other thing the other interesting
2: actually I've got a bit of a fun fact um go (laughs) so um because Pakistan is another one of these arbitrarily drawn up countries. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and the, I, what I what I recently learned is that the name Pakistan is actually an acronym. Did you know this?
0: Oh, I think I knew this, but remind me. Yeah,
2: great. So, the, so Paki um, is each letter represents a nationality of one of the people groups within Pakistan itself. There you go. Um, and so like it's yeah it, it never it never kind of was a okay, cohesive country it just kind of got created yeah. out of the formation of of India and other arbitrarily drawn yeah. up places when when England was kind of leaving the place. Um Yeah
0: so like um India is is mainly Hindu but a secular state and so the uh the Muslims of India didn't like that and so like the compromise was like create your own country where you can do what Yeah. You want. Um, But, yeah, it caused huge upheavals. It sure did. Oh, yes. But, um, uh, relevant, but not relevant to what we're talking about. Other than the Pakistan's really important.
2: For Pakistan, Afghanistan. Yeah, Pakistan is uh, like you'll often hear, and actually it'll probably become more relevant next week um, when we're talking about post two thousand one kind of issues. But uh, it mm. becomes relevant because the the longest shared border with Afghanistan is Pakistan, Pakistan. and and yeah. it's it there's kind of there's almost free travel between the two countries. Like there's no mm. there's no kind of. Um, uh, uh, pa- pa- well, yeah, you know? pa- Pakistan is not—they don't care that much about people crossing the border. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, yeah. to Afghanistan at least. So, um, mm. it it has allowed a lot of things to happen, which are uh, probably mm. c- could have been avoided uh, had <laughs> that been different. Um, but um, back That's to next week. <laughs> yes, back to back to the Republic of Afghanistan. Yeah, so uh, to three.
0: Nineteen seventy three,
2: yeah. nineteen seventy four. Yeah. Uh, this the, the um. Poor Republic of Afghanistan, they last four years.
0: I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is another thing, too. Like reading all of this, you just feel for the people. Like they've just been yeah, through yep. so much, and none of it's their faults. And like every time they said, like, you know, a change of government, this guy became president, um, none of this was particularly popular with the people. It just happened. Yep. Like, it's just like, oh gosh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So,
2: um, so. Daud, he, he, um he's the guy that deposed his cousin and forms the Republic mm. of Afghanistan, and they they often referred to, um, the Republic of Afghanistan as the Daud Republic. Mm. Um, and he also tried to do a bunch of modernizing. Uh, yeah. And he, he's he is known for he was quite autocratic. Um, in what he was trying to do Um, and he tried to do things with a lot of help from outside influences uh, most notably the Soviets and the United States um, kind of playing both sides I guess Um, yeah and uh, that Um, that didn't yeah lots of people didn't like that idea
0: yeah so I read that he was pro-Soviet but but not not necessarily communist himself Um, just happy to accept aid and like Obviously, if we think about this in the, the bigger context of what's happening in the world in the '70s, you've got like Cold War and yeah. like proxy wars going on. So, mm-hmm. uh, the West and the Soviet Union are going to be competing for influence over countries like Afghanistan, who are in desperate need of aid. Yes. Um. In order to modernize. Yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. Uh, and so yeah, he he was, you know, he was trying to do a lot of things at once, and he was trying to do it kind of all by himself. Um. Yeah, with not much help, which uh, you know, that, that wasn't going to work for him in in a place yeah. like like Afghanistan. Um, okay. And so, in 1978, there is another military coup. Um, yeah, and uh, the, the known as the Saur. This one was
0: not, not bloodless. This, this was, was not no, like it was bloody. not bloodless, uh, especially because so <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Dawood and his his family are killed uh, in this the whole coup. Family, yeah. yeah, the whole family. Um, and uh, it uh, it's definitely um. Yeah, definitely wasn't a bloodless coup. Um, no. But they they then uh, go on to form, uh, ironically enough, the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan. Yeah.
0: Um. yeah, I love these names. It's like you read it, you're like, that sounds good," and then you read about it, and you're like, "No, yeah, not good." Yeah, not, good. Uh, not, yeah, not unlike <laughs> most
2: places that call themselves a Democratic Republic yeah, of. Be wary not-
0: of any country that says that we're the Democratic <laughs> Republic. <laughs>
1: Probably not. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs>
2: um, and so this, this again, uh, this this is a longer period of time in the in the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan. Although they do change their name from the Democratic Republic yes. of Afghanistan it's, to just the Republic of Afghanistan.
0: It was very confusing. Um,
2: but uh, they.
0: But these guys are communists.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: yes essentially. Yes. yes.
2: Um, yeah. And they um, during this time period. This is this is the time period in which. Um, everything kind of pops off with the Soviets too. Yeah. Um, so. Should
0: I just stop? Should we um, throw James a, a, a fact check? Sure. <laughs> he's like, I bet he's just sitting there for Sure, something. sure. <laughs> James, can you fact check me what happened to um, Dobe? Do, sorry, Dobe. 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 Fact check me.
2: Um,
0: Are you there? <laughs> Yep. oh yeah no he's Yay. there he, hey
2: I, <laughs> I thought he might have dropped off the zoom he was and
0: killed during oh, the revolution yeah. hmm
1: overthrown and killed
0: yeah but how how, how deep? who else because right. I, like i I'm... know that there were like um other people with I, d- him, like... I
2: don't know what happened but i'm gonna go for firing squad
0: Ooh.
2: let's see See if They're you like see if you can public find public it.
0: public hanging.
2: Yeah, yeah. When yeah, well, mm. let's see. Um, let's see. So yeah, so the uh, the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan uh, begins in in nineteen seventy eight, uh, and they uh, they kind of get to work in <laughs> doing lots of different reforms, mm. um, land reforms, uh, marriage reforms being the two biggest ones that that kind of popped out in my research. Um,
0: That's so communist, isn't it?
2: It is. it is, isn't, <laughs> Let's isn't it? Let's
0: start with some land reforms. Yeah. Um, Like the thing is though, like, especially when you're reading about the marriage reforms, like there was a lot of like, again, like women's rights and things like that, that I, you know, are good. It's yeah. Just, they're good reforms. They're, they're all about equal, no matter what, your gender or whatever. Like, um, and so you're reading it all, you're like, oh, like it, it sounds good, but the other ideas you have are, just not
1: <laughs> Yeah. like censoring
0: yeah. the press and uh, your need to have a military force to enforce everything you're doing and the lack of actual democratic elections and <laughs> yep. everything else. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, yeah. So like, the, yeah, there was, there was quite a few um, like, the, cause um, from what I read, da- Daoud in the previous government had started kind of a lot of equal rights for women, stuff mm. uh and then mm. and then uh the, the new leader Amin he he started adding on to that um mm. and uh and kind of uh expanded quite a lot of those i don't want to say freedoms but i guess <laughs> like <laughs> kind of, kind I mean, of freedoms
0: they, they
2: are like um yeah <laughs> and, and like yeah he um so there's a lot of things going on in terms of of like because I suppose one of the things about a, 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 um, a communist government is that they, they do believe that everyone's just the same. Um, mm. everyone's a yeah. worker. Like, so, you know, yeah. I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um,
0: and we can acknowledge that things aren't black and white and that it's not like, you know, communism bad. It's like, well, sure. You know, it hasn't worked long yes. term for anyone, but some of their ideas about equality mm. are good.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yep,
0: Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, it doesn't last very long before they start having to deal with um, some upheaval. Yeah, so there's there's quite a few
2: there's there's a couple of groups that really don't like the idea of of being becoming a communist Afghanistan um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that are happening. Uh, and and this is where we come across a group that you may have heard of before, uh, known as the Mujahideen. Mujahideen. Yeah. Um, and they're a, they're a um, a collective group, so it's not it's not a again it's not a cohesive group of people. No. The Mujahideen. They they it's okay. just kind of the name given to these guerrilla warfare groups. They yeah, were and they were There were Shia Muslims, there were Maoists
1: um,
2: yep. in the groups. Yeah, um, I thought that was
0: interesting. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um so there's the like there's a bunch of different uh groups within the, the Mujahideen. Um mm. and they they begin an insurgency.
0: Another thing that we need to sort of point out is, you know, communism also is uh like secular. They they don't like religion. Yes, yes. They think so, that religion divides the people. So in yeah, a, a lot of the groups are religious, as deeply religious mm. as um, Afghanistan is. Um, yeah, a lot of it came from um, these these Muslim leaders. Yeah,
2: so uh, yeah, a lot of the groups that, that get involved with the mujahideen are uh, extremely religious. Yeah. Um, so most notably, obviously, the the Islamic groups. Uh, and yeah. uh, they they essentially start a, a guerrilla war against the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan, um, yeah. and the and the,
0: they are supported by yeah, none so, other than yeah. So the <laughs> government the government
2: in Afghanistan are like we need help. Who's communist? Mm. Well, the Soviets mm. are communist, and they're close by. Um, so the yeah. Soviets um, do come in and support uh, the the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan uh, through weapons, but also yeah. soldiers. Um, yeah. So there's there's I, a, a lot of uh, Soviet forces do come come with, uh, with that mm, support uh, and do mm. try and fight this guerrilla war. Yeah. Um. But yeah. as far as guerrilla wars go, <laughs> yeah. As like as a history teacher, when you see guerrilla war, you, you kind of know who's gonna win that. I feel
0: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I find it really interesting that like, it's called the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, but they were there to like, it's kind of misleading. They were there mm. to help the government, you know? Well, I feel um, like this
2: is so this the, the, the Soviet Afghan war I feel is, is the Soviet unions, Vietnam right? Yes. Because, yeah. you know, Actually, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So like, smart. yeah, oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, because obviously like, you know, the, the, the Americans supported the the South Vietnamese government in the same way. Um, yeah. and you know, yeah. it was, it was, um, it, it's like, it's called by the Vietnamese as the, the mm. American invasion of the Vietnam. Invasion. Um, yeah. so yeah. it's, it's a, you know, it's a similar thing, I think, uh, in that the Soviets are, are kind of propping up a, a a regime that is like their own, um, you know, in a country that's not theirs. So, um, Hmm. and, uh, as a
0: result of this ideological conflict. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And, and I, (laughs) I think, um, so, you know, all all the, like, so the Mujahideen are fighting for, you know, what they perceive as their country and their freedom, um, -hmm. from a, a government that they see as coming from somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and in in that way, I also feel like, you know, that like that's that's those those are the types of wars that the invading armies never are never gonna win. Never win. Um yeah. because they don't they're not defending anything good mm. <laughs> necessarily, yeah. like you know what I mean? Um yeah. or at least they're not gonna have the passion to defend it as much as somewhere else
0: well, or yeah, the political will not...
2: to keep going. Yeah. Um
0: and, and they're not fighting a Clear, um, united, you know, enemy in like yeah. a uniform. You know, it's it's, it's not like, like it's you're very, yeah, it's not like you're punching Nazis or anything, t- is it? Like it's yeah, yeah. It's tactically difficult. To, yeah, you don't know who the enemy are. You yes, can see anyone. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. This,
2: this also becomes um, a, 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 another cold a cold war proxy war um, mm. because the yeah. United States see it as a a place to really crush. Um, the already crumbling soviet union right so the soviets are we're, yeah. we're, we're at a point now sort of getting into the 80s where the soviet union is not doing well um mm-hmm. And, we'll just stop
0: yep. james james is getting oh i can tell yep.
2: go james <laughs> he's go like moving, so i'm moving. not looking at your camera james go go <laughs> well what have you got for us
0: he's screen sharing and he was like moving it I'm
1: like,
0: oh. <laughs> i wasn't okay. looking at the okay. zoom <laughs> oh so he uh khan uh and most of his family were assassinated um on the 28th of april um 78. And so their bodies actually weren't discovered until
1: 2008. Wow, okay. Uh, in
0: two separate graves outside um, the walls of a prison in Kabul. Um, hmm. So 16, cor- yeah, 16 corpses in one grave and 12 in a second. Still doesn't tell us how he died um, though. No. That's well, unfortunate. I, I guess by that it's <laughs> difficult to tell by that point, I guess. Mass,
2: mass graves kind of tell me he was shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Thanks, James. We know what assassination means. <laughs> <laughs> He's just hovering over assassination. Yeah. He was killed. Yeah, he was killed. Okay. Thank you, James. Thank you. Right. We just have a morbid curiosity. Um, okay.
2: So, yeah, so back to the Soviets. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it becomes a crumbling. Yeah, yeah, and it becomes a proxy war. Uh, like, so the the United States see it as a, a as a way to fight the Cold War without fighting a war. Um, which yeah. you know, like like so many other things that happened uh, during that time yeah. period, uh, and so this is where the much kind of advertised or reported on uh, support from US, um, yeah. the CIA, and 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 the the providing of weapons to the Mujahideen um, to fight their civil war, yeah. or what they saw as a civil war, um, mm-hmm. and um, so the the a lot of the. Um, like, you know, you could go in, you could, we could have done a whole episode on this, I think, but um, you know, the, yeah. the the idea here is that the Soviets are fighting a war that they're probably not going to win and the United States see it as an opportunity to um, keep them Undermine occupied them. Yeah. And, and also, uh, you know, I guess cripple their resources in, in a yeah. war that is not winnable. Um, yeah.
0: So And they know exactly what that feels like because they've just, they've just come out of one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're um, like this this really sucked for us. Yeah, let's, so let's, let's here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh
2: Ooh, yeah, so okay. um yeah, so the the yeah, um the Mujahideen uh pretty successful at that at, at um Mm. crippling the the soviet army um yeah there's a lot of stuff you could talk about yeah go for it like
0: because yeah like we're all we're we're sort of we're heading towards september 11 and the american invasion of afghanistan in 2001 Mm. um all of which is kind of orchestrated by osama bin laden and so it's in this conflict that we sort of first get to see osama bin laden so he he is not an afghan he's saudi yes um but he is an islamic extremist um and he um makes his first trip to um afghanistan first documented trip he mm. reckons he went immediately after the soviet invasion but the first documented trip is in 1984 right to fight with fight with the mujahideen yeah and so this all is... those stories about like you know the americans trained Osama bin laden and all of that like Mm. You know, he he fought with the Mujahideen, and the Mujahideen were supported um, by yes.
2: America. And so, yeah, yeah uh, um, that's that's also so one of the things about the Mujahideen, like we talked about, was that there were just a, a conglomeration of all sorts sorts of different yeah. factions.
0: Just everyone who hated the yeah, Soviets and and, one, and of the the that, um, one of the things that
2: one of the things that happens kind of a lot in the in the decades post this is that um, you know when there is a uh, an Islamic cause to fight for um, mm. there's, there's a lot of kind of radical um, Muslims who will come and fight for you. Um, mm. And so that is, that is one of the things that happens. They they get a lot of, um, a lot of guys from Saudi Arabia who are kind of recruited by Osama bin Laden uh, come with yeah. him uh, to fight for the Mujahideen. Um, yeah. And, and kind of the, the, the goal uh, according to, I, re- I read this. So Osama bin Laden uh, stated that the goal, for them in, in what they were trying to do was to reclaim what always was an Islamic state in their mind. Um, yeah. You know, get rid of the, yeah. the oppressors um, and, and reinstate, um, yeah. reinstate the Islamic rule of a country that they always saw as Islamic.
0: Mm. And um, at this stage, the oppressors are the Soviets. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it, it's later that, you know, he then turns to the Americans.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, he turns, he turns, he turns on the Americans. I mean, we're not sure we'll get into this next week, too, but um, we will. Yeah. He turns this on the Americans. Going to into dangerous territory. Um, he ter- yeah, but he turns on the Americans essentially because of the, the balance of power that shifts in the world, I would mm. say. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a fight of convenience. Like the Soviets are mm. defeated. Well, who's the next biggest yeah. target? Um, yeah. And so that kind and of, and they both a thing.
0: are sort of seen as, um, I don't like these superpowers that that have lost or don't have any sort of religious, um, respect is the wrong word. I don't know. You know -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's wanting to reclaim the world for Islam. Sure. Um, and both the Soviet union and the Americans are, um, seen as sort of like godless.
1: Mm, Yes.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's where like the ideology comes into it, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, um, I suppose the the end of this conflict between the the Soviets and the Afghans uh, ends with the the Soviet withdrawal um, mm. so of we've Afghanistan. Got
0: Ten years of you know yeah. civil war and Soviet occupation. Yeah, and so the the yeah.
2: Soviets withdraw their forces, um, but then it leads kind of straight into a proper civil war. Um, so I guess you know mm. they they might have they might have seen themselves as not fighting a civil war at first or fighting to get rid of the Soviet you know, oppresses and kind of overthrow the government, but eventually it does become um, what would be a a civil war. Um, And the civil war itself, um, like technically, um, a lot of people say has never finished. Um, A lot of sources that I saw said, uh, say that the Afghanistan, so the the Afghanistan civil war um, started in 1978 and is ongoing.
0: And is ongoing. Yeah, I kind of agree with that Um, because, you know, we've got um, the peace treaties are signed in Geneva in 89, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And um, so that's when the Soviet Union withdraw. Yep. Um, They've still got the Soviet-backed president in place at that time. And then so from 1989 onwards, the Mujahideen are just fighting him,
2: yes, and uh, he I mean, so that's a that's I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure it I'm is. Check
0: the name,
2: um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure so he and they hang around until 1992, which is the fall of Kabul, um, yeah, and kind of the end of the Republic of Afghanistan, um,
1: yeah,
2: as it is, um, so yeah, so they they fight on for, for a good while, um, but I suppose maybe the reason why they say that this is ongoing is that, um, you know, people take control of kabul um Mm. and they have control of some of the cities but then who really has control of of afghanistan i I feel like after this point in time um and and even before this like a lot of the other governments did they and it's like you said before did they ever really have control of the entirety of the country um yeah and it's well
0: yeah and that's like there's effectively no government really
2: yeah yeah um so yeah what, what happens post 1992 is is the Islamic estate of, of Afghanistan and this is um, mm. so the, the Mujahideen kind of they overthrow Kabul and then they kind of get together and go well who's gonna do what um, mm. you know because they, they were factions and quite factional um, yeah with, within the the group so who is gonna who's going to control um, the, the the actual country itself um, and the yeah. Taliban being the largest group within um, the Mujahideen itself kind of just take de facto power, um, de facto control, um, of, of uh, the government, um, at the time, is what I read.
0: So, yeah, so this is probably where it comes like gets confusing, and we maybe need to um break it down. So, you've got the Mujahideen, you've got the Taliban, and you've got Al Qaeda. Like, what are the what are the
2: similarities? What are the differences? Like, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think so. Like I said, when we tried to to dissect what the Mujahideen were before, the Mujahideen yeah. is just like a title for the group of people who were fighting um, yeah. the Soviets slash um, the Republic. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of just you know it's it's like it's, a team name, I guess. It's
0: Phrase for everybody, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. But then within within the Mujahideen, you get the rise of the Taliban.
0: Um, and the, and
2: they're your Islamic extremists. They're the Islamic extremists, right? So they're, um, they were, um, from what I like, it was hard to kind of, get it all together because a, a lot it's of the things hu- that, a lot of things that i read say that the taliban don't really start until 1994 although like a lot of the yeah. a lot of the the i, I, I guess mean. yeah a lot of the a lot of the core members of the taliban were fighting in the mujahideen as before
0: yeah
2: like yeah i, yeah. I think
0: it's hard because there's like no clear date so like things yeah. are sort of starting but they're growing in power so like, from what I could understand, I got the same sort of date around, like, 1994, 1995, mm. is like, where the Taliban is, um, you know, starting to exercise uh, more and more power, and mm. they are based in Kandahar, yes. the second largest city in Afghanistan, and it sort of started as a bunch of um, young men, like, students, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, like, ideal, idealized, and um, they've, they've, trained in seminaries and um I listened to Dan Snow's podcast on this oh yeah he yeah he had a Pakistani journalist um on and his name is Rashid Khan um, and he spent a lot of time with the Taliban Mm. and he said like the Taliban made the Mujahideen look like you know fun loving um westernized sort of guys because they were so extreme in their rejection of anything western which kind of includes technology right and like music cult like anything like that not interested yeah um, yeah they follow a very very strict um and conservative interpretation of islam which is like you know the sharia law type stuff
2: sure yep yep you know
0: um, um which interestingly and then from there you've got al-Qaeda. Yeah, so okay. Like, just just quickly, should, can I just yeah, um go. one of the things go. on the Taliban
2: that I find fascinating especially cuz you just brought up the the um the, the religious views of the Taliban uh, and how mm. conservative they are. Um mm. they're mostly funded by their sale of uh heroin. Ah, <laughs>
0: fun. <laughs> like we um, don't believe in it but if we can make money off yeah, it, yeah so, <laughs> so like the, a,
2: essentially they like the, the one of the reasons why afghanistan is so well known for the growth of poppies um mm. is, is it comes from the taliban control in which they were mostly funded by the sale of of uh illegal drugs essentially there you, um, go. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, Is but, that where the
0: British got all their poppies from back in the nineteenth century? Uh, the
2: British, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, um, a lot of poppies were grown in in northern India, which mm. I, I guess technically could be Afghanistan, poppies. depending on <laughs> yeah. what the time period we're talking about. So I, I'm yeah, actually yeah. not entirely yeah. certain, but I know that's that's where they got. Like, so they, um, when you when you're looking at the uh, the opium wars. Um, mm. The opium that was coming into China was being brought from India, is what yeah. the most of the sources right. talk about. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: Um, so, which at the time would have had a direct border with Afghanistan. Yeah, or possibly yeah. even
2: would have been Afghanistan, depending Afghanistan. on. Afghanistan. Yeah. Um. You know who was. Wait.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what, Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: Hopefully, the listeners know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. Man. So. Um, so Al-Qaeda uh, is uh, a, a group um, – see, and this this is this is confusing too. Is it, um, yeah. Because it's – I it's, guess like the
0: biggest distinction is like they're terrorists.
2: They're, they're, a ter- they're terrorist yeah. cells, right? So they're, they're not necessarily yeah. one cohesive group again, mm. right? Which <laughs> I feel like possibly is something that um, maybe Osama bin Laden learned from his time in the Mujah- Mujahideen. Um, mm. that, you know, you can effectively work as separate entities that all – kind of strive for the same goal. Um, yeah. But we might talk about that a bit more next week as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, Osama bin Laden founds it in 1988. Um, yeah. And uh, there's, there's quite a few uh, people who were fighting with him in the Mujahideen, um, but they're not necessarily, I, I don't think any of them, any of the foundation members were actually from Afghanistan.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I didn't look into that. I knew there hit about 15 others.
2: Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think fifteen uh, other and,
0: Islamists is all I sort of wrote down. And the
2: distinction um, that I found too was that so a lot of the Mujahideen, um, the largest group of of Muslims in the Mujahideen were Shia Muslims. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but significantly the Al Qaeda formation uh, is a, a militant Sunni Sunni um, yeah. organization. Um yeah. so they're on the, the other side of the Yeah. The, the Which we're coin. not
0: going to get into. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will say something wrong. We'll <laughs> it up, I'm not going to get into it. If you don't know the difference, Google it.
2: <laughs> oh, it's... it's- You know, it's
0: complicated. It is extremely complicated. complicated.
2: (laughs) Um, I Actually, I really enjoy doing it when you do, if you do it in studies of religion um, as a a topic to teach because it's really fascinating the way that that all worked out. So um, if you do want to look at that, I I do recommend having a Google of that. Mm. Um, But Mm. um, so I I suppose, so there's like, there's a bunch of groups working in Afghanistan now. So the the Taliban who are mostly Afghans um, and who are extremist, Muslims, yep. are, are they Shia? I can't remember.
0: Taliban. I think they're Sunni.
2: And they're Sunni as well. Yeah,
0: I think. I think so. Which is interesting because, like, so yeah, the, the fact check, James.
2: majority of the Mujahideen were Shia, which is interesting. I, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, so the the Taliban who have have kind of taken over regionally in Afghanistan at this time, um, and they're. They're essentially're they're kind of um kind of warlordy so i guess
0: is yeah. what i want to say this is what this is this is a, an interesting quote that i found that i think mm. sort of sums up how the taliban came to be yeah, um, go as for powerful it. as they were so um they were mostly exiles uh, during the conflict um with the soviet union and then they started to come back in the early 90s um and they were grow they growed in pop- growed. They grew in popularity on the premise of peace. Um, And if you think about it at this stage, um, the Afghans have been sort of experiencing instability for a really, really long time. So they were promising peace. They didn't want power for themselves initially. Mm. Um, They were um, trying to rid Afghanistan of instability, violence and the impunity of the warlords, which was, you know, that sounded good to the people. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because what, what kind of, yeah. What,
2: (laughs) what kind of happens that, so like, you know, this is what this, this whole time period here is really murky, right? Because Mm. once the Soviets leave and the Taliban take Kabul and then they're, they're ruling out of Kandahar, but then there's also a bunch of Mujahideen warlords in other yeah. cities around Afghanistan. So yeah. it's, it's so they've it's, been
0: fighting together, but as soon as the Soviets it, leave, they kind of turn on each other. They turn on each
2: other and yes. they rule their own little, little kingdoms in Afghanistan. Um, yeah. And so because the Taliban were the, the biggest organization uh, within that group at the time and the most powerful mm. at that point, they do start to try and get rid of the, the Mujahideen warlords and try and take power away from them. Um, mm. And, the people yeah like you said the people do like that idea um Mm. and and as eventually they get to the point where they can uh declare the islamic emirate of afghanistan which is established in 1996 um and they moved the capital to kandahar um Mm. after that time um but of course al-qaeda is is working in the background now uh in afghanistan uh, and other places around the world too they um they don't just stay in Afghanistan; they go back to Saudi Arabia. A lot of them, and they yeah. they they move around the place. But um, uh, you know it. What what Taliban rule in Afghanistan does is it allows, um, for a lot of these people to to just stay and hide out when they yeah. want to. Yeah.
0: So um, there were a couple of instances, um, especially so in 1998, um, Al Qaeda orchestrated bombings of U.S. Um, embassies in Kenya and Tanzania Mm. Um, and uh, like the US he was in Afghanistan the US demanded that he be extradited to like face charges of terrorism and the Taliban said no yeah so like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda don't necessarily like see eye to eye on everything but what's happening is the Taliban is protecting these these terrorists and not negotiate yeah not negotiating with other countries to you know hand them over when they ask and yes um, that's yeah that's when american the american eye sort of turns to afghanistan
2: yeah that's right um, that's right
0: i also found it really interesting um that in the sort of early 90s this is a quote um from like a u.s um press conference um they they found nothing objectionable about the taliban's application of islamic law okay in like in the in the like the first half of the 90s. Right, okay? right. And can you think why they would find nothing objectionable about the application of Islamic law in Afghanistan?
1: Uh,
2: I mean,
0: <laughs> they're like, it's, it comes down to like economic stuff, right? Oh, like, okay. So there's, <laughs> yep. there's a company called Unical that's trying to build a trans Afghan oil pipeline. Of course. And so they, yeah, so they need to negotiate with the Taliban to be able to do that. And then once the, like, it becomes like a, a situation where um, people don't want to invest in it anymore, it's seen as kind of a, um, not as a lucrative idea that it was thought to be before. And that's when um, American rhetoric <laughs> sort of changes right. politically. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's hard not to be cynical about it. Oh, but, for, I mean, sure. for sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: yeah, so um, yeah, the Taliban and the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan—they're—they're—they're they're, they're our government uh, that, that ends this time period all the way up to two thousand mm. um, and one, uh, and it's it's messy. Um, sure is. Oh, James has found for uh, me. Taliban ideology. Yeah, yeah. it's Sorry, an Islamic revivalist movement within the Sunni. Uh, the Sunni uh so,
1: okay.
0: what
2: what, what do you what do you is it is, is, it, a is sect? it
0: a sect i think it's a sect sect yeah. okay yep Sext. cool yeah.
2: <laughs> um okay yeah yeah there you go
1: so oh. yeah
0: i guess like towards the late 90s we're just seeing an increasing conflict between well a rise in terrorist activity yep being protected by the taliban in afghanistan that's right uh, which is yeah gonna take us up to so I think next next week we'll start with sort of a bit of background on September 11th. and Yeah, and we'll go
2: from there. Yeah. So,
0: sounds good. Whew, all gosh. right. I hope we haven't confused you guys. If <laughs> not, you can send an email ever. to
2: Siobhan.doherty. And- <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me <my> <laughs>
0: There aren't many other Siobhan Dohertys out there. <laughs> I'm the only one. Uh,
2: <laughs> all right. Well, all
0: right. Cool. And that's right. how it came yeah. to this.
2: As always, you can catch us by email. How did it come to this podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also available on Twitter and Facebook at HDICTT podcast. If you like the show, uh, could you please go and review us if you can on iTunes? It really helps us out. Uh, how Did It Come To This is written by Daniel Matters and Siobhan Doherty. Our producer is James Tuckwell. Edited by Daniel Matters. Original music by Lachlan McWhirter. <laughs> Don't
0: laugh at me, James. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Stay good. Muted. Yeah, except I forgot the how. that's how it came to this bit. Oh, well, that's <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what we do. <laughs> all good.
2: Rusty. That's all right.
0: Yeah, I think, it's hard. I think that.
2: It's hard not seeing you guys, like, yeah, and reacting to yeah. you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're dealing with, like, technology. And I think um, I think we took a very complicated thing and, and simplified it. I hope so. Do you feel like you know stuff, James, that you didn't know before? I can't hear you. Are you muted?
1: There
0: we go. Ah, hi. There you go.
1: Yeah, I wasn't
0: listening. <laughs> you weren't listening. I was <laughs> too busy reading stuff.